0: Okay, so four years ago uh, this month, we launched as a new church in our community, and I wanted to share with you some stats that um, I have pulled together, and any of you that are like, no, that's not correct, like if I do something off with students, and you want to like bump it up by a couple of hundred, you can call that out too, but here's what I'm pretty sure I know over the last four years, Um, 86 people have been baptized in the last four years, uh, public profession of faith in Jesus Christ in baptism. Probably a little bit higher, but I, I know there's. We we I put in some extra numbers in there because I knew that we have students sometimes on Sunday nights. So you know, talk to Justin, Allison, like we. I need, I want to be baptized, and so there have been those times when even we in our Sunday morning worship haven't been able to experience some of the baptisms, baptisms that have gone on. But 86 people, and you might go, "Wow, that, that, is that a lot?" I don't know. Y'all, there's some churches that never baptize anybody. I mean, if they baptize somebody one person in a year, they're super stoked about it. 86 people in four years, and we're just gonna see that number continue to go up because it's about life change. It's about people who have said yes to Jesus. That's the important part of it. It's not about the ritual. It's about the importance of the sacrament, all right? Um, here's something, and this definitely zeroes in on our students, but in the four years we've been here, even with the COVID year, we have sent out six mission teams and some by sending out it might just mean like they just like went to the back room but but they were here in our community or they've gone off to new orleans and has it been has it been other places or have we committed to new orleans boston yeah so like we have we have been we have sent out six mission teams over the last four years to share the gospel and that's students and so here's what i'm super excited about we're going to keep doing that but in the next I don't know, six months, uh, maybe nine months or so, you're going to hear about adult mission trip opportunities and, or a family mission trip opportunity. We're going to bring those in as well. So we're very excited about being able to do that. Um, over 500 backpacks you have filled with clothes and toys and Christmas blessings over the last four years to go out to kids in our community, primarily uh, to our Hispanic community in in this in Lowndes County, over 500 backpacks to kids that have blessed families. Um, you have, and when times have called for when hurricane relief and tornado relief and, and those kinds of opportunities have, have come along, uh, we put out the word and you respond. You respond with goods. You respond with what is needed. You have done this faithfully every single time that we have offered that to go. We've loaded up trucks, right, Cade? Right, You and Tim went down the road. You took a whole bunch of stuff down to Florida about a year ago, I think was the last time. Was it about a year ago? Um, so you respond, um our Bahamian friends that are part of our family here. You know, like how we responded. We welcomed you in, but then we sent a bunch of stuff down after Hurricane Ian um, to do that. So you've done this. Um, I, now, this is the number, Justin. I think, Allison, close to a thousand students in total, like if you add them all up over the last four years since 2019 have been a part have participated in the massive jesus is life weekend all right is that a good number yeah yeah i like a thousand that's a good number um that's a lot y'all i'm just saying that's a whole lot of of students who are hearing the gospel message and you see life change come from those weekends you see Trajectories change after those weekends. You see family trajectories change after those weekends. It's phenomenal. And this is what we have been able to do as a church. We have uh, partnered with community ministries, Living Bridges, uh, the Mailbox Club, and the Wesley Foundation, specifically those three. And we said we're going to support them financially, but we're also going to be present. We're going to be present among them. We're going to be with them. We're going to support them with, you know, maybe some sweat equity, just being there present, being involved. And, and this is what we're doing. These are organizations that are already making an impact for the kingdom, and we're just coming along and helping them do that as much as we're able to do. Um, when we've gone back to school the last few years, you have filled backpacks with school supplies, and we've been able to take them right across the street over here to Doer. Um, We were able to help Lomax. Uh, We were able to help families and kids that were not going to have supplies, which, of course, turns around and blesses our teachers as well. Um, You have been able to to do that. We also helped uh, Living Bridges with that from our VBS this year. These are the things we've done. So when I say happy anniversary, it's not just like, hey, a calendar moment. It's like these are the things that have gone on. These are the things that you have been a part of. These are the kingdom activities that have happened over the last four years. Our campus regularly hosts Community basketball teams. Like people say, hey, can we come and practice there? I mean, yeah, there's folks that just show up to play, but then there's like teams that are here, and there's cones out there, and they're running drills, and, and it's and it's like 150 degrees outside, and God bless them for coming out to play. But but we have, you've hosted this. Um, a community garden. You know, you may have noticed those big black... Um, So they come and use that, using our campus. So we have welco- we, we want to say, hey, be a part of we, our campus is here for our community. We want to do this. Um, Emmaus use, comes here, Chrysalis events are here. Uh, we have this wonderful autism music group that meets uh, once a month, and, and they come and, and the kids are, are part of that, and, and so many other groups. Like, this is what we've done over the last few years. And then, most importantly, and I don't have a number to put on this. Um, and in one way, I think it's really good, because sometimes you just don't know. Um, but I think it's fair to say, since we launched in July of 2019, that hundreds of people have said yes to Jesus. We, we, I, I know this from conversations and from hearing from people, that hundreds and hundreds of people have recommitted their lives to Christ, Because of the witness and the ministry of you. Not just what happens here on the stage. I'm talking about because of your witness in our community. That people have recommitted themselves. They have doubled down on their relationship with God and said, I'm going to take this seriously. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So when I say happy anniversary, Porch Community Church, that's what I'm talking about. Um, it's just, it's phenomenal to even sit back and think of this. I'm probably even forgetting some things. So if you want to remind me later, do that and I'll post about it later. So, um, my prayer, uh, my focus, I, I get, uh, my motivation, <laughs> that would be a good word. Uh, my passion is summed up in something I actually read yesterday from uh, my ministry friend, who's actually part of the network that we are part of as a church called the Foundry Network, but uh, my friend Shane Bishop, he said this and I was like, yes, this is it. So I'm gonna share this quote with you. He says, we need the kind of fresh wind and the kind of fresh fire, that's Holy Spirit right there, friends, right? We need the kind of fresh wind and the kind of fresh fire that produces exciting and growing congregations. That's who I want us to be. Straight up conversions of people, yes. Exciting and growing small groups, yes. Committed disciples, heck yes, and unapologetic evangelism. So my friend Shane Bishop shared that, and I was like, "That is it. That 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 sums up my passion and my motivation." Um, so we're in this series in Acts, right? Today, what I want us to do is is we're about to make a shift. Okay, chapters one through twelve cover. And I I mentioned this last week a little bit. They cover Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. This is what Jesus spoke to the disciples as he was about to leave them. He says that this is the foundation verse of the entire book of Acts. And really, when you think about it, the, the, the foundation verse for all of the New Testament. And this is what Jesus spoke in verse eight of Acts one. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. All right, so if any of us ever think we're working on our own energy or we're trying to, I gotta come up with it on my own, no friends. And those statistics I just read to you, we, we partner with the work of God. We partner with, 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 with the power of the name Jesus. We, we operate under the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth well Acts chapters 1 through 12 cover Jerusalem Judea and Samaria and it's in Acts 13 all the way through the end of the book of Acts 28 when it starts to talk about the ends of the earth okay the ends of the earth and so that mission that promise to be filled with Holy Spirit power and do the work of Jesus. Here's what I want you to hear today. That work continues. It didn't end with the last sentence of Acts chapter 28. It doesn't end with the last sentence of the book of Revelation. When Jesus said you will be filled you'll receive power and you will be my witnesses. Folks, he's talking about that right now. I mean, think about that for a minute. He, that is a promise to all believers in this moment. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses. So it's not a, a past tense historical understanding. It's a, oh, I'm part of this. I'm part of this right now. This is happening in this moment. That mission continues. And sometimes I think the, the macro nature of the Bible, right, the big picture, the, the historical account, the historical record, that macro nature of the Bible, I think sometimes can cause us to lose sense of the micro, the, the right now, the gospel right now, this moment, this time but Acts 1-8 is just as much right now as it was when he spoke it the very first time. It's a right now promise to receive power, and it's a right now command to be his witnesses. Not just history, but like real real time living out this. At the first of the year, so back in January, I shared with you all um, what I felt was our word or a focus. It was definitely for uh, for me and I was looking at for the church and how I was looking at uh, your messages and kind of our direction and everything. And of course I shared it with our staff and I shared it with our ministry leaders, our serve team leaders and our board. But that word, and I shared it in a message with y'all briefly, was this word gather. Um, it's this word that I just felt like God had put on my heart to to look at and consider and to be like, okay, this is who we want to be is the church. But sometimes we look, we can look at that word and go, that means us just getting together. That's just us. We, we are gathering, but there's another side to this word, which is when we go and we gather, you know, like we go and we gather others. And so this acts one, eight, you see it coming alive when, when, when he was telling his followers that they're going to receive power and then they're going to go out to the ends of the earth to be his witnesses. They were going out to gather people in his name. They're going out to gather them together, right? And so the this focus, this word, you know, we want to, it's it's purposeful, it's intentional. It's about living out, it's being the living embodiment of Jesus. It's, it's putting Acts eight into action. And so, what you see in this, what I see in this for sure, you know, and we have some uh, our founding documents of the Porch Community Church, right? We have these founding documents and, and it's, it, we have stated our, the biblical foundation of who we are. I wanna share this with you in, in light of Acts 1-8. We believe God has made it very clear what he wants his church to accomplish in our community. We desire to have real connection with people through Christ-centered community because that, this is where transformation happens. Christ-centered community is where the transformation of people's lives happen. When you are amongst other Christ followers, when you are being a witness, you have the power of the Holy Spirit and you are sharing about how what God has done in your life. And it might just be as a conversation at work. It might be over the table at lunch or wherever it is. When you are empowered and you're sharing the truth of who Christ is, friends, you are offering life and hope. You're throwing out a lifeline to some people. And you don't even realize it sometimes. That you are holding the lifeline for them. And, And it's the opportunity for transformation to happen. Now, when we look at scripture, and this is all, we're in Acts, but we're making this shift because we're going into the ends of the earth. So I'm, I want to prepare us as we go to these last few, you know, 13 or so chapters of Acts. But what we see is this, Jesus was very clear in equipping us. And I love that fact. That, that Jesus doesn't say, oh, good, you've, you've prayed a prayer, you raised your hand, you know, you, you did whatever your church requires to do to acknowledge that you are a Christian. Cool, good luck. Like, that's not how Jesus operates. That's not how we have been equipped. Jesus has equipped us, first of all, with the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, and then secondly, we have scripture to constantly be our connection to truth. Like, none of us have to come up with our own truth. Like we don't go out and be witnesses and we make up our own gospel. No, we have it, and this is how Jesus equipped us. He gave us very clear instructions to do this gathering work, and that didn't mean again. Not that doesn't mean just us. What you know, my team, we're going to get together, but to gather others in witnesses to the ends of the earth. He gave very clear instructions. We can see this in three different passages. We're going to look at uh, in just in just a moment, but I want to name the three. Uh, instructions first. First of all, he said this, he gave very clear instructions for those who will follow him. All right, we're going to look at that in a moment. He said, okay, so first of all, here's instructions. You, you love me. I'm your Lord. I'm your savior. I'm your Messiah. Okay, here's some instructions on on for, for following me. And then secondly, he gave clear instructions on how we are to build community for people who follow him. All right, so he hasn't left us alone in this in this gathering work. Here's what it looks like to follow me. Here's what it looks like uh, to build community. And then third, he gives clear instructions on where, on, on how he wants his followers to, to be empowered and is gathering in the community. I think I had a typo there, so thanks for flipping that off of there. Um, he gave clear instructions on where he wants his followers to go and how they are to go. All right, so here we go. Matthew chapter 22 is the first instruction that Jesus gives us, his instructions for those who will follow him. It says this in verses 37 through 39. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So these are the instructions for those who follow him. Okay, if we want to be people who gather, then we need to know, okay, Jesus has equipped us to be able to do this. So he gives us these instructions. Matthew 22, it's right there. So when we have a love for God and we follow in his ways, Jesus is the motivation for everything we do. You see this here in Matthew 22. And so what what I want to see is my prayer for us is that as the Porch Community Church living out, this verse today, we, we strive to, to be sacrificial. We, we are people who go, I'm going to be generous with my life. I'm going to be compassionate. And so this is going to be a place that's it's an outpost that is exuding the love of Christ to, to all people. This is who we are. Matthew 22. And then there are instructions that Jesus gives on um, what does it mean to, to build the community? his instructions for building community, and that's in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. He says, so go and make disciples. Go and make disciples, go and gather disciples, go and gather them up of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. So it's his instructions on, on, first of all, what does it look like to follow him? Well, we love him and we love our neighbor. What does it look like to build community? Well, we make disciples, we baptize, we share the gospel message. We teach people the word of God. That's what it looks like to build community, to gather people together. And then thirdly, Jesus gives us instructions on how and where we are to go. How do we go? Do we just figure, like just doing our own thing? No, Acts 1.8. Acts eight. but you will receive power. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That is a promise. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How do we go by the power of the Holy Spirit? Where do we go to the ends of the earth? We're living in the ends of the earth. I don't think any of us in here have an address that says Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria. We live the ends of the earth. So we sum all of that up. We sum all of that up. Matthew 22, Matthew 28, Acts 1 8, we sum all of that up into a succinct statement, which you've heard that we say here that we're following Jesus for our community. This is who we are. We want to help people in our community, we want to gather them together, we want to help them go from unbelief to full hearted devotion. To Jesus Christ. I want to gather them. This is why we exist. Now, as I said earlier, we can can put all this information at a macro level. Okay, these are the Bible verses. This is what was said long, long ago. Big picture, historical, past tense. But as the gathered church, and this is what I, I, I really hope that you will lean in and hear As the gathered church, you play, you play a vital role. You play a vital role in this mission. Jesus wants us to gather together in his name, yes, but also to gather others for the sake of his name. This is what he wants us to do. So this is what I shared with um, our leadership in January. When you think of gather, what I think of is I think of this net, and um, I think of like, I don't even know if that does it justice, but like a deep sea fishing net with like knots that are like the size of your head. I mean, they're like strong and the whole purpose of it is to hold things, right? Like that's the whole purpose is to do this. Hold, and, and if you notice with each knot, it, it, it strengthens the net, With each connection, it strengthens this net. And to me, a net is the perfect image for us to carry in our mind anytime we talk about, or you hear me talk about gathering. Because it's not just about potlucks getting together. It's about this net that is made to gather others in right that's the whole purpose of a net a net gathers and holds something together that's what a net does not like a flimsy little like butterfly net or whatever i'm talking like the the real right intense purposeful net and so when you leave that net image up there and you think about it every single ministry partner every person who's a a part of this church everyone um We create these strong connections to one another. We make the net stronger. And so each of you, so yes, individually, sure. Individually, yes, but I would say as families, we do this. As families, we we make this stronger. As, oh my goodness, as students, you make this stronger stronger. Our kids make this stronger couples, community groups, whole serve teams. like we have these parts, our men's ministry, our women's ministry, on and on and on. all of these together that they combine, they, they make this incredibly strong net of what I would call kingdom connectivity. Like we're purposely connected for this role to gather people in, as Acts 18 says. And so I don't, I don't want us to miss the point here. I don't want you to miss the point for sure. Um, I was thinking about this last night. I don't know why, but it, like in my mind, I was like, okay. So for, there might be a, I don't know, a sixth grader sitting in here. And you're like, all right, uh, what time's lunch? You know, like when will she stop talking? Um, <laughs> you have a part to play in the net that is the Porch Community Church. Because you're gonna go back to school in a couple of weeks, sixth grader, seventh grader, right? And you might think, I'm here, my parents brought me, whatever. But like, no, I'm saying, if, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have a part to play in this net that we call the Porch Community Church. Because you have opportunity to speak to people and know people and be on the playing field or the class or the the hobby, whatever it is. And you are the light and the presence of Jesus Christ. And you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you to offer hope, that lifeline that we've been talking about. So I don't want any of us in here to miss this. Whatever age you are or stage of life you're in or whether it's like you feel like things are so great right now or you're struggling but you're here, I want you to understand this. You have a part to play. Am I hitting this home enough for you to understand this? I want us to get it. I want us to get it. You're important to the strength of this net. Think of it like this. Here's here's what I I think of. Um, I don't think... I don't think there's anyone in here dumb enough. I'm just double checking. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone in here dumb enough to look at like one of those like old school kind of hammocks that are made of rope, you know? And, and it's like flimsy and thin and it's frazzled and frayed. There's already like a giant hole in it, you know, right where your hiney would probably go if you were to get it. I don't think there's anyone in here that's dumb enough to go, hey, I'm gonna go sit in that thing. I'm gonna go jump in that right? I don't think any of us would. We'd go, that's not going to hold me. That's not going to work. And I don't think, I definitely don't think there's any of us in here that would go, hey, I'm going to invite some people to come sit in this hammock with me. Like we wouldn't do that. That's not what we would do. And so this is why, and it might be aggravating sometimes to you, but why I will faithfully and passionately, passionately talk about the importance of our community our connectivity, because when the net is strong, we can invite other people in. When the net is strong, we have the capacity to say, come on, Jesus is life weekend. Come on, bring him, bring your, come on students and, and come on families. Come on. For us to, to say, open, to open the doors for us to open a second service. When our net is strong, we're able to gather people in with the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when, um, when the net's strong, what we do is we have the capacity, right? We have the capacity to welcome other people in, to disciple them, to walk alongside, to care for, to teach, to help grow. All the things that Matthew 22, Matthew 28, and, and Acts 1-8 tell us we should be doing as followers of Jesus. When we're connected, we're strong. We can help people be a part of it. And they can say, oh, they can discover what their calling is for the kingdom of God. They can can discover that there's actually God who loves them and knows them and forgives them and says, here, I'm gonna give you a new life. I'm gonna give you purpose. When the net is strong, this is who we can be you have the capacity to bring people in. You know why a lot of churches unfortunately, very sad, I mean it's sad. Why so many churches decline? Do you know why churches shut their doors every single day? It's because at some point if ever the the command, the promise the, the calling to live out Matthew 22 and Matthew 28 and Acts 1-8 has been lost. And I don't ever want us to be that place. Ever, 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 ever. Over in Romans chapter 12, it's most definitely one of those. I remember the first time I read this verse, um, I was a new believer And the first time I read it, it was kind of scary, honestly. (laughs) And it really wasn't until I was in ministry. I was like, yeah, because it it kind of invades a little bit into into our lives, our individuality um, that we all love so much. But this is what Paul wrote to the church in Rome. He says, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, one net, and each member belongs to all the others. So look at the look at the net image again. That the the net image shows us how we belong to one another. You see it. That's belonging to one another. We're one intertwined, strongly connected net. And so when, when I think about who we are as as the Porch Community Church, it's so, like you know, we will be a strong net, gathering people, holding people together for the kingdom of God. This is who we will be. Now, this gathered, intertwined partnership, belonging to one another, it's it's so important to the mission of who we are, right? Um, And so I'm asking you, if you haven't already been considering it, what part are you playing in this net? What's the part that you are currently playing in this net to gather people? You know, where is the place? What is the role? Maybe it's not even developed yet. Maybe, oh, get ready. Maybe you need to be leading a community group, and you know you do. And you've been going, mm. and now you're like, oh, great. And now I'm saying it out loud. And you're like, okay, God, fine, right? Maybe maybe that's like where you are right now. Because you, maybe you look around and go, there's not really a, a community group that I find I can just really connect with. So maybe I need to lead one. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, Acts eight tells you what to do. You're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the promise. You know? We, we need you as part of the net. Our net's growing. Two services net, growing. We need more people. We need people to serve. We need people to step in and be like, I'm going to be a part of this. Instead of being caught up and gathered into the net, I'm now going to become a part of the net. There's a time to be gathered up in the net. There's a time to be a part of it. Serve teams, help them with our porch kids. You know, you heard Allison say in the announcement video, we've got this amazing weekend coming, and we have opportunities for people to serve in a ton of different ways. It could be two hours. It could be all weekend. But we need this. This is who we are. We want to gather people together. We need the net to be strong. Next Sunday, you heard her say this too. Allison say this, um, but next Sunday, right after church, we're going to have lunch for our serve teams for who are currently people who are currently on serve team. And then those who are just even wanting to know information. You're not signing up for one. You're not signing your life away by being here. But if you want to know more about the serve teams and hear from some of the serve team leaders and what the opportunities may be and what it entails and all that stick around after church next week. Okay. For an hour, we'll eat and we'll give you information. Um, that's the step that we're offering. So we're kind of making it easy for you. As we say on the staff, we're slicing the apple for you. Okay, and we're slicing it for you. We wanna help you as you're hearing this to be true. Um, being a part of the net. Well, here's a question. If you say this is your church, like if you're calling this your church and you're not a ministry partner yet, why not? Why, why not, why not? Um, take that step, partner in ministry, all right? You, go to the porchcc.com, let us know. We will be in touch. You can do that next Sunday. We're gonna have people partner in ministry next Sunday. I don't know who it is yet, I'm just saying it, so. Um, you know what, Here's, I'm gonna say this real quick. There's two things that we ask of the people who partner in ministry. The very first, most important, are you a follower of Jesus? If you say yes to that, then we say, okay, will you be a part of this net? And what that means is, will you be here? Will you pray for your church? Will you serve? Will you, will you, will you give? Will you be faithful witness for Jesus in our community? Will you do that? Those two questions. If you can say yes to those two things, then, then be a part of it. Be a part of it. Why wait any longer? You can go to theporchcc.com. You can click on, I think it's next steps. Let us know that you want to partner. We'll, we'll be in touch with you. Look at the net image again. This net represents who we are. This is who we are, okay? Um, if there is a desire in your heart as there is in mine to, to, to see an awakening in God's church, to see more people call on the name of Jesus, to see people connect to his church, to see people growing in their faith, growing in the word of God, to see people connecting in community, real community, then we must first do our part to strengthen that net. Strengthen our connection with one another, with the church To rediscover our purpose, to rediscover our mission, our calling. Because when that happens, that net becomes stronger. The capacity to hold, to gather is greater. And here's the deal the net will never be able to effectively gather and hold people without each part of it being strong, without each part. So how do you do that? First and foremost, you commit your life to Jesus Christ. If, if, you have, if you're like on that, that borderline and you're like, I understand the terminology, I've heard the instruction, there's God, there's a creator, there's a savior, but you have yet to go, I don't know if I've fully given myself, then the very first step is you commit yourself to Jesus Christ. You say, yes, God, I believe that Jesus is Savior, that my sins actually can be forgiven, taken, covered, removed, scattered, smothered, covered. (laughs) Honey, you want to go to Waffle House after church today? No, if you believe that, I don't know, I'm so random sometimes, friends, I'm sorry. But if you believe this, then, then, then make the step, just say it. I believe God, I believe in Jesus. It's that simple. God, thank you for forgiving my sins. It's that simple, that's the first step. Or maybe you need to recommit. Because you know, at one point in your life, you felt that it was a heartfelt, it was, you know, crying, you know, snot bubble kind of like moment where you just surrendered it all. But somewhere along the way, you've lost it. You've lost the passion. You've lost the determination to live a life that honors God. And, you, and, and you're like, I, I know what I should be doing, but I'm not. Recommit. Say, God, I'm coming home. I've been the prodigal. I'm running home. Thank you that your arms are open to receive me. That's the first step. You commit or you recommit. And then there are other ways. How do you become a part of this net? I've already mentioned it. Partner in ministry. Make it make it official. Make it something important in your life. Or I'm a part of the work here. F- serve. So be here next Sunday. Find out more. Come and, and be a part of that. Um, be present. Be faithful. Be consistent. This is how you are a part of this net. How do you make a difference? How are you a part of this? And then the final one. Is then you invite people, and because you know, okay, this, this place is strong and we can gather people here. We're all pursuing the same thing. We love God, He loves us. He's made that evident through Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit ministers to us, reveals truth from His Word, and He empowers us to tell others this truth. We want to be a part of that. Invite people who are searching for that truth and that life and that hope. Because now we have room for them. And it's strong and you can trust that it will hold it. Our, our scriptural mission to gather people is clear. Matthew 22 tells us. Matthew 28 tells us. Jesus spoke, speaks all of these. And Matthew 1, uh, Acts 1, eight tells us. This is all Jesus is building this up, equipping us so we say we're going we're following Jesus for our community. We want to we want to help people go from unbelief to full-hearted devotion to Jesus Christ. I hope you'll be a part of this net. Let's pray together. Father, you are good. Your word is good. The commands of Jesus are good and they bring life. They bring hope and possibility. And I just pray this morning (laughs) that we would see our place. We would see our place, we would see our purpose. And over the next few moments, Lord, my prayer for all of us here is that we would just lean into you and our worship and um, our focus would be sincere, that the words we sing would would flow from our heart and from our intentions. God, would you minister to the brokenhearted this morning? Would you minister to the those who are confused and are trying to figure out which way is up? Those who are trying to make decisions that are big Lord, would you minister to us now by your Holy Spirit? Would you blow into that that sail that that maybe we have just felt like we haven't been moving, we've been stagnant, and now you are just, you're breathing into it, and now we suddenly find ourselves moving in your current, in your direction, in the way you want us to go. God, forgive us. Forgive us for failing, to be your presence and your voice in the ends of the earth where we live. Thank you, Lord, for second and third and fourth chances. Empower us now. Minister to us now by your Holy Spirit. You deserve our praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen.